What's going on, everybody? My name is Matthew. This is my wife, Dr. Paige Prather. This is our first ever podcast, uh, and we're kind of still up in the air on what we're going to call this. Maybe we should go the doctor and the doofus husband. <laughs> I'm not sure. But how are you doing, honey? How's your morning going? It's going well. I'm uh, sitting here watching more snowfall Yeah. after fun. we've had a whole week of the most outrageously high snowfall I've ever seen in Nashville. <laughs> Nashville is always a fun place when the snow comes. Everybody freaks out. It looks for a reason to stay indoors. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually given us a good uh, moment to actually make this podcast that we've been wanting to do for a while now and where we kind of uh, touch base with you uh, more than anything about your practice and what you do at your practice. So, honey, if you don't mind, uh, give us or give the audience uh, a quick introduction of yourself uh, and your practice and what you guys do. Yeah. So um, I always tell people that I'm kind of a weird dentist because I work on teeth occasionally, <laughs> but most of the time, not so much. Um, I started off that way, but when our first son was born, Jackson, um, we had a lot of issues with nursing and um, really just eating for him and speech and all kinds of other things that led me down kind of the path of learning more about oral function, growth and development, um, oral restrictions, and how to help kids overcome some of those challenges and undo <coughs> some of the um, problems that result if that isn't done early on. So if somebody was to ask you, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes I actually uh, have a hard time explaining this as well, because you, when we first met, you started off as, uh, you are a gen general dentist. Um, we have definitely morphed your practice since then uh, to what it is now. But if somebody was to ask you, kind of like an elevator pitch, like, what do you do? What, describe your practice. How do you, how do you explain it to people? I help patients of all ages breathe better, sleep better, eat better, um, I do functional dentistry. I more focus on not so much, you know, individual teeth and keeping those teeth. That's really not the importance of our mouth. Our mouth is to help us get good nu nutrition in, get good nourishment. Um, and so I focus more on the mouth as a, a pathway and an avenue to health and not so much just individual teeth. So you focus more, uh, like you said, of the function, functional side of things into where it's actually providing a better quality of life in comparison to just like patching you up and, and letting you out the door, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. We, you know, are more looking at the whole person. We're trying <laughs> to be preventative. We're trying to keep people on the path of health rather than after they have veered off it, trying to get them back on the path. We're trying to you know, head things off before they get bad. And it's not just, like I said, about teeth. I think a lot of the time in dentistry, especially, and as a dentist early on, it was very easy for me to get tunnel vision and just think about how do I keep these teeth in this patient's mouth? And now that I know more about the airway and function of the jaws and chewing and breathing, it's really interesting and somewhat sad to look back on some of the patients that I had early on that I just couldn't help, that I didn't know why were their teeth breaking down like this? Why were they getting all of these cavities? And, uh, you know, traditional dentistry wasn't helping them. It was just fixing the problems, but they kept happening. And now that I have gone this alternative pathway, I'm able to try to help patients get more stable and really get to the root of the problem, or at least tell them, hey, I can 
you know, I can do this near these crowns or this full mouth rehab for you. But unless you address this breathing issue, this is just going to keep breaking down and you're just going to keep throwing money at this and you're not going to get anywhere. So we don't even start with the teeth anymore. That's so interesting. That's so, and how long have you been in practice? Oh gosh, uh, 19 years. Now. Don't think about it. Don't think of, don't look back. Don't look back honey. It's okay. We're still young. We're still, <laughs> we're still young. Um, 40 is the new 30, right? Just like 30 <laughs> was the new 20s. Um, but no, so that's, yeah, okay. It's, hindsight's always 2020, right? Um, and if we knew what we knew back then, we could have definitely helped a lot. But you do now know what you know, and you've uh, you know been expanding your practice, helping like newborn babies, nursing mothers, uh, adolescents, younger, younger kids as well, with like tongue and lip ties and breathing. Like, tell me how that's happened. Well, I mean, obviously you remember all the stuff we went through with Jackson and oh, the yeah. struggles with him nursing and him not sleeping and him having the digestive issues and constipation and um, really severe tummy aches and um, all of the kind of like eczema skin stuff that he went through. He just that. had a lot of problems when he was little. And so I know you got sick of me going to course <laughs> after course after course. I was like, this girl just likes to learn. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but, you know, I, I just kept going and I felt like what I was learning, it wasn't enough. And I didn't know enough. And I only knew this person's perspective. And I wanted to go and hear this person. And maybe this person had something else that I could learn that this other person didn't know. And so at first it was just this rabbit hole or ant hill i like to call <coughs> Apologies. it i still got this cough going <laughs> that's fine it's this ant hill i like to call it of you know like all these different ways to address the problem and so but it, it started with jackson it, it really it, all jackson. of it started with jackson yeah. uh, jackson is our we have jackson and sam sam's our youngest jackson's our oldest uh but i do i remember i you know your first your first child guys and i'm sure all of you guys who are parents know the first child everything's uh uh, you know, everything's that red button, everything's on high alert, everything's at nine or 10. But I re I remember those when Jackson was going through, you know, because you you nursed, uh, you breastfed. And I remember like Jackson did go through a lot of those problems. And you were very, very like determined to figure out because I remember we went to we went to uh, their their, pedi uh, their doctors, right? We went, we okay. actually asked and it seemed like we were getting nowhere yeah. and getting told like, it's fine. But like Jackson, yeah, they just kind of said it was normal. Yeah. He would grow out of it. He was having um, issues though. Yeah, and it was hard because and you, I mean, were you remember issues. I only was off work for three weeks when I when I had him. Well, so, yeah, when you're when you're the you when you're the owner uh, operator for your practice, you you don't yeah. get days off. But I remember you. It wasn't just Jackson. You as a nursing mother, like you had were having issues as well. It was I remember very that. painful. Very, very painful. I had a lot of damage early on. It was exhausting. And then be <laughs> working, you know, three weeks in and trying to figure all that out was really hard and frustrating because I it was always my plan to nurse. I never had anything else in my mind, being the oldest of six kids and watching my mom nurse all of us. That just was what I had in my head as what I wanted to do. And it was really hard and very disappointing and frustrating when we had to start adding formula and bottles for him when he was about five months old. Right, right. And is that, you know, and this is why I said, I don't know if you want to call this uh, podcast, the doctor and the doofus husband. I, you know, guys, we, we have our kids, they're kind of 
getting bigger and we've been married for a while and I'm, I'm even married into the life that the practice the medical side of things but i'll be honest there's sometimes where it, like you know it still goes way over my head and sometimes I, I just miss um maybe it's because i'm a male or whatever it is the importance of of certain things or i don't fully understand the concepts but obviously some mothers can't nurse right and it's it's nothing against them or anything yeah. like that but there's benefits to being able to breastfeed is is, is that like Definitely. I mean, that was why it was important for me to try to breastfeed the boys is I really wanted them to not only get the antibodies from me and the nourishment from me um, and not be exposed to some of the toxins and some of the other things that are, we put into this mass produced fake milk. Right. Um, but I also really wanted them to develop nasal breathing patterns and growth patterns that would set them up better for their oral and dental health down the road. So for our, everybody kind of knows if you suck your thumb, that your front teeth are going to sort of buck forward and your palate's going to collapse and you're going to have that, you know, different shape to your, your mouth and your face. Um, you know, that's why breastfeeding is so important. It does the opposite. It helps the palates develop and to widen and to grow properly. Um, and if we bottle feed or if we use pacifiers, for long periods of time, then that can work against that growth and development. And when kids get to adding in solid foods, it can make it challenging for them to do that. Like we had with Jackson, he right. didn't chew anything, bless his little heart, until he was like two and a half, three years old. He basically It definitely was an eye opener seeing his little brother like pick up on that a lot sooner and going, well, Jackson didn't do that for a while. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, even when their Facebook videos come up and <coughs> you see him talk with each other yeah you know like you see jackson at two talking and then you go back and you watch a video of sam at two talking. i thought it was cute though totally like you know when you're, when you're when your kids just mumbling nonsense you're like oh, look at him. it doesn't make any sense it's cute but then when you see your second or third born actually like saying words a lot sooner you go oh it's still cute but maybe like <laughs> was, was so it so there was, it was the, really cute but i felt bad for him because he would say the same thing over and over and we yeah. had no idea what he was saying yeah yeah I, I actually got some videos of that now i feel bad because i was like say it again it's cute say it again. <laughs> it really it was probably really frustrated like i'm trying to tell you something that um so you express some of the benefits um if you don't mind uh with nursing mothers or, or nursing children newborns uh, like, why is why do some of them have such hard times? Like, what why would a baby have such hard times uh, yeah. with breastfeeding? And also I mean, at the same time after that, why would a mother have? You know, there's so many different factors, and that's why you know I think early on when I started to learn about ties and and realized you know from a patient friend of mine that that was an issue that could affect breastfeeding that was what I highly focused on. I just thought, okay, we, if we can see if there's a restriction, then that'll fix the issue. And then it got frustrating because I was like, well, we fixed the restriction. Why am I not seeing a hundred percent? When you say that, are you saying a tongue tie or like a lip tie? Tongue tie, lip tie. Eventually I started really looking at the cheek ties. There's um, all kinds of different ties, right? Yep. There's all different attachments that can be restrictive in the mouth. And so you know, those are one, just one small piece to the puzzle I learned as I grew in this field and learned about development and function. And I mean, the sad part is this stuff is not new. Right. It's been around forever. There are books that you can get by Weston A. Price, by all different people that were written 
so many years ago, books on jaw development, which is kind of frustrating breathing. as a parent because, yes. you know, like I said, I'm, I'm in my, I'm wearing a forties guys. Um, but you know, for me, I, I didn't, I didn't hear any of this stuff in my, with dentistry, I have a tongue tie and somewhat of a lip tie, I guess. Correct. Well, uh, you ripped that one on the slide. Well, yeah, I did rip it. The, <laughs> my upper, my upper lip, I ripped it on the, the old, uh, eighties playground stuff that is just so dangerous i don't know how they got away with letting us do you guys remember the rolly slides the metal rolly slides that you propel you forward i was trying to run up it and smacked my face on there my upper lip just ripped that tie straight out so great good fun times great memory to bring up honey thanks um it scarred me for life i didn't want to smile for forever because i had that thing just hanging um anyway anyway sorry about that but it's kind of frustrating because growing up you know it wasn't even like I don't even recall ever that being a concern. And I have a pretty good tie on my tongue and that was never addressed. It was never even brought up from what I remember. I'm pretty sure my mother was never talked to about it. No, they kind of quit talking about it a long time ago because when formula came out during the 1950s, they initially thought that it was a better source of nutrition for kids because you could control it. It was measurable. Um, it was something that you didn't have to depend on mom's diet to see that they were getting all of these nutrients that they had. It was available formula. and it was, the quality was there, like not they, quality, they the quantity was there. The quantity yeah. was there and they thought that it was a better complete nutrition at first. Right. And then gradually we realized that that was not the case and the pendulum swung back the other way. Prior to the 50s, though, if the baby couldn't nurse, then they didn't live. So mm -hmm. they were more conscious and... It sounds really gross, but midwives <coughs> kept a long fingernail before we knew about sterilization and, yeah, you know, surgery yeah. needing to be, you know, clean and sterile and things like that. But they would keep a long fingernail and they would <coughs> actually cut the tie when the baby was born with that long fingernail to enable the baby to better latch and to nurse. And so, you know, it's something that was known about even in Bibles times, you can go back and find Bible verses that correlate to it. Aaron, um, Moses's brother. Um, there's a lot of references to how he had what we assume was like a tongue tie and had difficulty speaking. And so it's been around forever, but they didn't really look for it a lot once formula came around and we got away from it. And it's like it became this fad when it came back and we started really being aware of it again. And the tie is not the only issue. I have a patient, for example, who she's from. Africa. She grew up on a very different diet and a very different culture. What are you talking about? And that? she has a pretty notable tongue tie, but she has amazing development, good breathing habits. Um, so it's not just the tie. And that's kind of the hard part for a lot of us in America. We want a quick First fix. world countries that have read things readily available and stuff yeah. like that as really over time reduced our it's so funny because this is stuff that actually by the way too uh we won't get into all of this because for the sake of the podcast we want to try to keep these to 20 minutes or less uh but over the next few weeks over the next few months uh and ongoing past that uh would definitely love to be talking about these things and having you on uh with special guests not just me but other guests uh professionals and doctors uh in the area and beyond to talk about these topics because i remember you bringing this up before it's like you know your your diet what you consume formulates like you know how you actually take in your nutrients and how you breathe and how you sleep and how 
respond to things. It's it's really interesting. So yeah. yeah, it's all important. I mean, the tie is just a restriction. It affects how you use the muscle, but fixing the tie doesn't necessarily mean that that muscle will function properly. Sometimes we have to do, um, you know, kind of like you're, you do personal training, you understand that aspect of things really well. You know, if people are not flexing and using those muscles or, you know, going through those exercises properly, they're not going to get the same benefit. They're not going to get the same outcome. Um, and I, that's I see people struggle with, with jujitsu all the time. I do jujitsu quite often guys. And I actually, you know, not to point anybody out, but I, I do, I noticed some people there that definitely have ties uh, that have issues breathing, you know, and it's like they, yeah. they, their stamina is just not there. And no matter how much they train, it's never going to be on par or as good as somebody that can actually breathe, uh, you know, properly mm-hmm. uh, without restrictions, as you would say. Yeah. Breathing um, is another aspect that, you know, it's a totally different thing that we address separate from the ties sometimes. And that has so many other health benefits beyond oral health. Yeah. Well, we've come up to the 20 minute mark. I know this was just more of an introduction, a banter between husband and wife, or should I say doctor and doofus? Again, I really like, I really like that, uh, that title. Should we, should you guys let us know in the comments, uh, what should we title this? We're still up in the air about it, but yeah, uh, uh, you guys, we'd like to expand on this. We'd like you guys to, you know, Follow us and be with us during this journey uh, with our conversations into functional dentistry. But uh, leave us with some closing thoughts if you have any. Um, I would say, you know, I'm really excited to kind of delve into different topics and um, meet some of our upcoming guests. I think people will find it really interesting what they have to say. And I I always learn when I talk to colleagues and um, other, you know, referrals that I work with a lot. So I think that part is really, really interesting and fun. And I'm personally always seeking out cool things to listen to on my podcasts so that I can better my family's health and my kids' development and growth. Um, And so I really look forward to kind of sharing this with other people and hope that it helps um, them develop better goals for their families and their kids. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So again, guys do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, follow along with us. Also, if you have any comments or any questions, please leave it down below. Uh, we will try to get to them as soon as possible, but yeah, honey, I think this was a good one. I think this was a good first go little, a little crazy because you're dealing with me, of course, but you know, I had a lot of fun. Uh, until next time guys, you guys be good.